What up? It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkren. As I promised, we will jump into a little Mary Meeker today and her internet trends report from last week. So let's get to it. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. All right, it is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkren. And as I said, we're going to jump into Mary Meeker and her internet trends report, or as some people call it, the Geek Bible for the next 12 months. She's been doing this for a long, long time, and uh, she has a fantastic batting average. So if you have, and I'll put this in the show notes, both her 213 slides, because she really didn't have a whole bunch of time to spend on all 213 of them, and the 24-minute YouTube video. I'll put them both in the show notes so you can watch them yourself. Uh, but like I said, she bats not necessarily a thousand, but her batting average is pretty fantastic. So she's well worth watching. So a couple things that we're going to fly through uh, won't be a super long podcast today, but I think a lot of great information that uh, you can walk away with as I boil down her 24 minutes and 200 slides into let's call it 10 minutes for the sake of parsimony, right? Uh, The big story, if you've seen any of the tweets or um, the headlines that came out of this, is that internet usage is flat. What does that mean? Well, it means we've sort of reached a tipping point of everybody who can have access to the web has access to the web. And those people going forward that will have access to the web are going to be in underdeveloped parts of the world uh, and thus will have to play a little bit of catch up as they get access to the internet. That said, uh, save for India in the slides that you will be able to see, overall internet usage is flat. So what does that mean? Well, it means it goes back to the old adage that my boy Jeff Leach talks about over and over and over again, is that if you make a living on internet, digital, social, and you know that the growth is flat, well, if we're dealing with the funnel, he's got two rules. Only two ways to make more money with that funnel. You can either make it bigger, well, we know that it's flat, can't do that. You got to make it more efficient. And so she goes through a whole bunch of things that we should be paying attention from a trends point uh, on where we could be attacking. One, Android globally still beating iOS devices. Um, Again, all that does is speak to the fact that our perception here in the United States of the amount of Apple products that are consumed are not necessarily reflective when you get global. So if you're a business dealing internationally, you got to make sure, I mean, as a general rule, you got to make sure that your stuff is optimized for all devices. But certainly if it's international and you know that Android is beating iOS devices, you should have somebody on your team that has said Android device so you can check out what your stuff looks like on both devices. I've said this before, but she repeated it, so I will repeat it to you. 85 cents of every new dollar in digital ad spend this year is only going to two places. 85 cents of every new dollar in digital spend in 2016 is only going to two places. Care to guess? Good job, everyone. Google and Facebook are your answers. 85 cents going to either Google or Facebook. So if you're not playing in those two spaces, you should rethink that like, I don't know, immediately. The two things that lots of people are talking about that I think are being taken a bit out of context, and I referred to it yesterday, well, referred to one of them yesterday, and I'll refer to the other one here in a second. 93% of the users that were polled in this survey consider using ad blocking. Now, we could play the part of Chicken Little and talk about the sky is falling and, oh, no, can't run ads anymore. And that's, that's not it, guys. We just need to run better ads. 
As I said yesterday, we are a storytelling people. And when Facebook is saying, hey, look, we have instant articles. We've opened up instant articles to everybody on the Facebook platform, just like we did with Facebook Live. And guess what? Two days ago, they announced that they'll allow you to put sponsored content in instant articles. So here again, another chance for you to tell a better story with your product to help move that product along. Will you be able to do the same stuff that you did in 1993 and be successful? No. Will you be able to do the same stuff that you did in 2003 and be successful on the web? No, likely not. Will the stuff that you ran on MySpace work on Snapchat? No. We have to evolve. And that was the other thing that she said, is that marketing channels continue to evolve over time and they are shaped by the media and technology that the marketing channels are able to use. We need to continue to evolve over time, use the new media and the technology that's in front of us. So yes, ad blocking is a thing. It's a thing that users are considering. So what do we need to do? We need to use better ads. We need to tell better stories. We need to connect more than ever. So if you go back and listen to yesterday, that whole customer service thing, like how are you thanking them for being a customer? That stuff becomes really important if they're considering blocking the ads from the jump off. How do you make better ads? The other one that lots of people like to throw out there is if this, you know, I hear everyone talking about video and then I see this stat and I go, see, it can't be a thing that 81% mute video ads. Oh, video can't be a thing. So which one of these stats is right, Eric, that lots of people are consuming video that, uh, Snapchat streams 10 billion videos a day, Facebook streams 8 billion videos a day, or 80% of them mute those video ads. Well, guess what? Both of them are true. And I want you to think for a second when you use your phone the most. Because the two places that you likely use your phone the most, we'll call it three places, even though one of them I'm not a big fan of, can't stop it though. The two places that you'll use your phone the most, one is in the bathroom. And if you're in the bathroom, in a house with other people, you're likely not listening to the audio because you don't want people to know that you're watching a video while you're on the can, right? The second one, in the office. So if a video comes up and you don't know what the content is, likely you're turning off the the volume or you didn't click the volume to begin with because you don't know what it's going to say and you didn't have headphones at the time. The third is the car. And one of the issues with the car is, especially if you're using a connected car, sometimes the Bluetooth connects in time, sometimes it doesn't. You miss the, the audio that's in said muted ad. So how can you combat this? Well, you can make sure that there's text in the video, that the important parts of what you're trying to say are also supplemented with not necessarily closed caption, but perhaps creative. Go to the genius creative person that's in your office and help have them help you work with the video to make it so that I can understand what is happening in the video, even if I don't have the sound on. And she, of course, did the Chewbacca mask example for Coles. And there's a fair amount of people that initially watched that video with the sound off. And as the infection of what was happening in that video caught on, people would turn the volume on, they would go back and they would watch it again. Then they started to share it and it got super viral, right? So if you can, again, go back to the ad blocking, if you're making better ads, they are going to watch them. They're going to take the time to turn the audio on. But I'm telling you, you're going to want to have text in there somewhere that lets them know what the video is about so that they listen to the audio. Okay, so some of the best new ads, according to this study, they happen where? 
on Snapchat. Why? Because of the authenticity, the ability to tell stories. Um, What was the statistic? That the Taco Bell Cinco de Mayo lens was seen 220 million times, which was two times the amount of people that watched the Super Bowl. So that ROI is pretty good. And yes, uh, there's a fair amount of reticence at this point with Snapchat, but there was a huge update today. Discover looks really interesting and really different. And the fact that they're now flopping it back and forth between Snapchat and Twitter and getting people to move between the two platforms. Lots of interesting stuff still happening on Snapchat and some very fun innovation in the marketing sense is happening on Snapchat and Taco Bell and Cinnabon. We've talked to them a couple times on this podcast and on the MLive Media Group site. So you're going to want to follow those guys because they're on the cutting edge of what's happening on Snapchat and they kind of know where this thing is going. So you should check it out. Okay. The other things that she talked about, 2016, as we've said here before, 2016, a milestone year for streaming sports. I've said it here. I will say it again. By the middle of 2017, you'll be able to stream whatever you would like. These barriers are going to fall really, really quickly. And at the end of her um, keynote, she gave the statistic that I'm going to give you a little bit early so I can frame why it's a milestone year for streaming sports. If you look at the market cap, she compared Viacom to Netflix in 2006 and 2016. And clearly in 2006, Viacom was killing Netflix. I think like $38 billion to $8 billion. If you fast forward to 2016, Netflix now has a bigger market cap than Viacom. I'm telling you, middle of 2017, you'll be able to stream anything that you want to. And this year, again, you've got Snapchat working with the NBA and the NBA Finals, working with the NFL to add exclusive content to Snapchat that you're not seeing anywhere else. On top of that, other exclusive content. They're going to stream Thursday night games on Twitter with in-game statistics and lots of cool things that are going to happen. And look, for all the gnarly stuff that's happening on Twitter. There are a lot of us that are rooting for it to turn around. And this NFL Thursday experiment, I hope, is part of that turnaround. Could be, could be not. But 2016, it's going to be a milestone year for streaming sports. And by this time next year, anything you want, you'll be able to get it unbundled and watch it where you want, how you want. Voice search. Lots of people talking about voice search. That can be the Amazon Echo. That can be Siri. That can be Cortana. You've seen, I I think, eight products that uh, the Amazon Echo platform is now on. Cortana will be on Xbox Live within the next 60 days. So you'll be able to use um, Cortana. So you can already do, if you have an Xbox, you can already do some voice commands, turn the volume up, change the channel, go home, open Netflix. But it's not learning in the way that the Echo learns or Siri learns or Cortana learns. So they're going to put Cortana on Xbox so that it starts to learn your cadence and learn what you want. So voice search since 2008 is up 35x. Huge usage of voice search. And if you've had anyone in your family, my wife loves voice search. I don't think I've seen her type in months. She just talks to her phone and it does the thing that she wants it to do. Voice search is a big thing. But the biggest news, the thing I wanted to talk about uh, to wrap this thing up is to circle back to the podcast that I did last week talking about connected cities and mobility and connected cars and automated cars. Mary Meeker's talking, thinks that Detroit could be the hub of automotion innovation again. In fact, at one point, she even said that the golden age 
of the automobile part two could happen within the next three or four years. And I don't disagree because as these cars talk to one another and talk to the cities and talk to the the signals, this is going to be rife for innovation. If we go all the way back, the internet usage is flat. What are we going to do? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to innovate and we're going to make products that people want and get them into our funnels and get them to convert. And we do that by continuing to innovate and question and push again and again and again. And one last stat, if you've been doing any sort of studying of what's happening with the chatbots on Facebook uh, and Google and the like, she talked about WeChat in China. 34% of WeChat users have made a purchase using WeChat. I'm telling you that Facebook has seen these statistics and would love to emulate them by the end of the year. And what's really interesting about that stat is as the users purchased things using the WeChat messaging platform in China, they were more apt to be a part of some sort of frequent flyer membership sort of program. They wanted to be in any sort of club with said brand. So if they bought something from your brand, they wanted to be in the club that you run, whatever that membership that you run, they want to be in it. And they use WeChat to purchase to kind of be the barrier to entry. If they bought something from you via WeChat, they are much more likely to want to be a part of your ecosystem, get in your email newsletter, get in your messaging newsletter, get more messages from you via WeChat. This could be Facebook Messenger for you. This could be whatever. Chatbots are going to be a big thing. And this data from WeChat that you'll see in the slide that's in the show notes uh, will begin to paint that picture for you. Again, as always, you can reach out to me, Eric, at MLive.com. This is the Everything is Marketing podcast.